Welcome to Evolving Parent, Episode 2. On today's show, I talk in-depth about how my wife and I redeemed a parenting challenge and left our daughter feeling like a hero instead of a zero. Roll music. plug for Luke Tigard and a clip of his song there, Down Tempo Groove. He uh, also hooked me up with the song that plays out to end the show. Uh, you can find him on iTunes. I have a link to his account on my website, evolvingparent.com. And uh, he also has a brand new website, uh, www.gameandfilmaudio.com. Uh, we didn't talk about this beforehand, so hopefully uh, the site is ready for some traffic. Uh, so... I want to start the show out by saying my kids are fantastic. I really mean that. Any parent would be lucky to have them. That does not mean, though, that we don't have our moments. In the last couple of weeks, I noticed a trend of uh, our doors not getting closed all the way. In some cases, this resulted in the wind blowing the front door open while we were at the dinner table or something of the sort. Most of the time, I had just come to a door and, and noticed it wasn't closed, uh, did some kind of dad grimace, uh, closed it and, and said loudly, make sure you close the door and uh, gone about my business. Now we had just had a long weekend, uh, Veterans Day. But, uh, shout out to any veterans that might be listening. I know uh, the listenership is huge right now, but there might be some. <laughs> and uh and, and that meant that monday felt like a great day to be lazy uh, together with jen so after hanging out in our room for most of the morning jen noticed that the furnace had been uh, running for quite some time now you might already know where this is going jen went downstairs where it was freezing i mean it's it was mid-november here it was about you know we're about 45 degrees latitude uh, she saw, you know, that's halfway to the, the North Pole for, for reference sake there. Uh, she saw the door open, uh, courtesy of our daughter who was playing with her friends. And uh, bottom line, we resolved to fix this behavioral issue, uh, this habit that had developed. Our daughter had just recently taken some initiative uh, the previous Saturday to not only rake our leaves, but to go through our neighborhood with her friends and make a killing raking up leaves for some money. Like they spent about an hour doing this. This money was uh, going to go toward her dream hoverboard. Now, I don't get the appeal of hoverboards. They look all sorts of lame to me. Uh, they don't live up to the hoverboard promise to us in Back to the Future, but that's not the point. The point is that this cash she had earned was something that was going to get her one step towards her hoverboard. Uh, I proposed that she pay for the fuel that had been used to heat the neighborhood as a result of her not closing the door all the way. Jen added on that she should sweep and swiffer the front hallway where dust and leaves had blown in while the door was open. With our battle plan drawn up, we sent our son to go find her and tell her to come home so we could kick off this party. Now, Truth be told, I hated 
how this felt. I think the old me would have had just ignored that feeling um, and, and simply instituted what we considered some just and fair discipline. But I wondered if there was a way I could make this a win-win. I loved that uh, she had, you know, just two days prior, learned the value of hard work, that you can take initiative and earn the things that, that you want, that hard work can pay off, that it does pay off. Yet here I was about to take it all the way. And likely, not only would I be taking her money away, but I'd be taking the lesson that she learned and swapping it out with a lesson of poverty that one mistake can wipe out everything. And no matter how hard you try to get ahead, it just doesn't work. My daughter returned, blissfully unaware of what was about to go down. I explained the situation to her and how she was going to make it right. Uh, As expected, the waterworks started up. She didn't want to talk. She shut down. We hit her where it hurts and she was feeling the pain. So, mission accomplished? Uh, Could I expect the doors to be closed and checked and triple checked from now on? Um, After she finished cleaning, she came upstairs, paid me the $4 she'd earned, and went back out to play with friends, uh, which I encouraged because it's about to rain for the next four months here in the Pacific Northwest. So the more kids, uh, more they're outside now, the better. I turned on some music that helps me think. I hopped in the shower where I can really think. And um, eventually, I had an aha moment. I had several, so many, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to write them all down before just forgetting one of the crucial points. So for 10 minutes, I worked through my feelings about the lessons I was teaching my daughter, intentionally, and more importantly, unintentionally. I thought, I thought through um, my basic role as a parent, and I figured out a way to communicate all of this to an eight-year-old. I got dressed, I went downstairs, ready to send my son to go get his sister again and take one guess as to what I was greeted with when I went downstairs. Just take one guess. The door was blown open again. I was hot, momentarily, like, you know, figuratively hot, literally cold, figuratively hot. I had just spent this time putting together this plot to redeem the day and now I realized I had another choice. Was this offense so outrageous that I could no longer shower my daughter with grace and multiple lessons? Or or was this simply more ammunition to help me hammer home the point? I think it's important that uh, to give ourselves as parents a minute to process sometimes. The Marine Corps gave me the fastest on-off switch possible. I used to be so chill, uh, passive, all the time. Now I can go from zero to 100 in the blink of an eye. Now this is a useful trait uh, when a situation becomes a combat situation. It is far less useful as a dad. Uh, The Marine Corps also gave me the ability to bark loud. I can instill fear in my kids if I want to. I can intimidate the heck out of them. And while it's effective at getting their attention, what else does it produce besides fear of me? Have you thought about how our bodies 
physically respond to something like that? Well, chemically, it's spiking our kids' adrenaline and cortisol levels. It's good for bringing them to an irritable, an irritable place of fight or flight. You know what it's not good for? Memory, decision-making, creativity. Not exactly the, the traits that you want to impair when you're trying to teach your kids a lesson. So after unsuccessfully sending my six-year-old to find his sister, I went out, located her myself, and brought her home. And she wanted to know why she had to come home. So I let her guess. I could tell the moment that it hit her and her heart sank instantly. Now, I knew she had more money from various sources. So I hit her up again for the heating bill. Now know this. I don't want her money. But she doesn't know that at this point. What I was doing here was taking a story arc the ups and downs that make a story, uh, that make it interesting, that make it memorable. And I was beginning to apply that here. Now, she didn't know that yet, but she was about to play the role of hero. And I was going to, uh, to be her Yoda and guide her on a journey. Uh, if you haven't heard of David J.P. Phillips, well, he says this. He, uh, talks about how through storytelling we can raise certain chemicals in the brain dopamine oxytocin endorphins these chemicals work to instantly make us more creative more relaxed more focused we trust more we're more generous and we bond more so back to my daughter like any story things go bad and it seems like it couldn't get any worse and then it finds a way to get worse. So not even an hour earlier, she was forced to hand over her hard-earned money. Now, here she was, again, and she hands me her last $3 bills. She's further from her hoverboard dream now than she was before she went out to work for it. So if you're not doing the math at home, or if you're trying to, uh, I've got seven not so crisp $1 bills, almost enough to uh, make it sprinkle, not quite uh, make it rain. <laughs> but, uh, so I asked my daughter, why, even after losing her hard-earned money, did she not take the time to make sure the door was closed? She said, and I quote, it takes too much time. I just want to go out and play with my friends. So I asked her, bewildered, how long does it take? And she says, five seconds. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's do the experiment here. I'm a man of science. Let's do the experiment. We simulated the action of double checking if a door is closed. And uh, we, we come to the ag agreement that it takes about half a second. Perfect. We begin to talk about value. We did the math. It's easy to see how silly it is to disregard the half second it takes to ensure a door is closed when you see that it costs you the money that took you an hour or, in math terms, 7,200 times longer to earn. Then I told her there was a way she could earn it all back and then some. Now, this is where I could create value out of her mistake. Now, 
If you measure the part of the value created by being a parent in the quality and quantity of lessons that you teach your kids, you can see that trading the lesson of hard work pays off for the lessons of, I need to make sure the doors are closed all the way and even if I work hard, I can never get ahead because mistakes will take it all away, is really a net gain of zero positive lessons learned. Sure, she learns to close doors. Woo! But I've also enforced a lesson that can lead to a poverty mentality. Now, when, after paying the price for failure, she immediately failed again, I could have allowed her to dictate the way the story went. But I'm not some helpless reader here, not some helpless viewer. I'm her parent, and I'm the one that she knowingly and unknowingly depends on. I have the ability to see her as the hero of her story, and I get to play the role of mentor. I can lead her on that path of redemption. It's a powerful role, and maybe this whole thing sounds over the top. But I assure you that when I reflect on my life, that I view myself as the hero of my story. And when things aren't going my way, I know that there's a path to redemption in front of me. I just need to find it and decide to take it. Now, this is also why when I took a moment to find another way, that I was able to find a path forward that didn't result in a net gain of zero positive lessons learned, but a path that led to multiplied lessons learned. Not only was she going to learn to make sure she closed the dang door, but now I had a captive audience and I was going to see to it that I put her in position to learn a whole lot more. Anyway, I tell her the first thing she could do to earn money was to clean the floor heater in our sauna. This is a gross job. I usually do it, but not today. Not today. I removed the panel from the sauna and I brought it inside. I arranged the cleaning supplies and showed what I wanted done. It's not rocket science, but I want it done well. She digs in the grime for about 30 minutes. I have to help her a couple times, but she eventually gets the job done. Perhaps you already know what she asked next, but in case you didn't, she asked, how much money are you going to pay me? I told her I would pay her more than what she made raking leaves, which was $4 for the hour that she raked. This excites her. I tell her I'll pay her $5 an hour, that she worked half an hour, which comes out to $2.50. But she used cleaning supplies that I paid for, which will cost her $0.50, so I hand her two dollars and monitor her reaction once the disappointment kicks in i explain that when you work for someone else and especially when they have to train you you're rarely going to feel like you're getting the good end of the deal but not to worry this odyssey is just beginning and uh, i still have five more dollars of house money to play with i tell her She's going to need a pen, some paper, and her mom's computer. While she was cleaning, I signed her up for a webinar, like an adult hour-long webinar on consciousness, something I've been working with the kids on for almost a year now. So here she was going to get educated on something, take notes, the whole deal. 
Then she was going to write a story and film a presentation of it. I told her, here's the project. I want it done before bedtime. But why these things? Her job, in this case, was to basically get educated, internalize the subject matter into a story, and record it before a deadline. And she's been talking about how she wanted to do some things on camera, so this was some extra practice. Working on projects, managing your time, utilizing your creativity, this to me is a significant step up from general hourly labor, which I have no problem with and have done a lot of in my life. A lot of. Um, but I think most want something better for their children or that they would at least have more options. And also important is that I was giving her an opportunity to work on the craft of storytelling. You know, As humans, storytelling has been a gigantic piece of who we are um, as soon as we developed language. And, uh, you know, as far as I can tell, it continues to evolve and take new shapes. But storytelling is a part of our everyday life. I've had so many wild experiences, but I'm just now getting the hang of how to tell a basic story. And uh, this episode, if you decide to stick around, won't be the last time that you get a dose of it here on the show. Now, for an eight-year-old, I thought she knocked the project out of the park. She had this magic school bus theme going on. It was, it was good stuff. I explained to her the differences between her cleaning job and the project she had just completed. Talked about the levels of responsibility inherent in the different kinds of work, different types of work. And I gave her the rest of the $5. So she was fully restored monetarily. But I told her uh, she would have the opportunity to make her money back and then some, which she attempted to remind me of in a surprisingly tactful way. So I rolled out the final phase of the plan. I told her that people who are their own bosses, who work for themselves, have the potential to make even more money. They invest their time. They take the risk. Maybe people want their product or service. Maybe they don't. I told her that if she could think of a way to provide value to me and convince me that it was worth it, she could earn whatever it was worth, potentially much, much more. And we called it a night. So the possibilities uh, could fester like sugar plums. I gave her a day, but eventually let her know that I wanted to change the website for this show because I was uh, wanting to be able to sell some merch, among other things. And uh, after finding out what I wanted and a little bit of haggling, she negotiated a $105 fee to build me a website for the show. So we'll see how this goes. We're not there yet. I don't think she realized what she was getting into right away. In the meantime, I want you to know that the title of the show, Evolving Parent, is a title that applies to me and anyone else that wants it. The root of evolution, the root of growth is change. And I had to change that day if I wanted to redeem value from that parenting challenge. I had to evolve. And taking the steps I did um, of not being satisfied with our initial response, taking the time to think about it, getting to the root of my dissatisfaction and creating a plan 
that could move all of us forward without sacrificing a good lesson. I'm happy with how things turned out. I feel like we multiplied good things out of a potentially bad situation. So when faced with a parenting challenge, of which there are many different kinds of varying intensity, you know, one, give yourself time to process. Parenting is hard enough without having to regret being a jerk to a child. Two, don't settle for a win-lose solution. Look for the win-win. Look forward to the outcome that you want and work backwards from there. See what would have to happen for that outcome to occur. Three, be aware of the chemicals you will help create in your child. Are you setting your child up for failure by putting them into a high alert fight or flight state? Or are you putting them into a state that will help them remember the lesson and find creative solutions to their problems? Four, be the hero of the story who helps your child become the hero of their story. Five, don't beat yourself up. If you fail to knock the next parenting challenge out of the park, don't beat yourself up. The example we live is is always teaching our kids. Failure is an opportunity to come back better. So there might have been an even better way to handle my parenting challenge. And if or when I come across that way, I hope I don't dismiss it in favor of the way that I've been doing it because of the line of thinking that says, well, this is who I am and that's how I've always done it. So that's how I'm always going to do it. That kind of statement bugs me to no end. Um, I hope I continue to learn and continue to evolve as a parent. We can do this. So thanks for listening today. This isn't the type of episode I had in mind when I was putting the show together, but I think it was worth it. Let me know what you think. uh, And remember that today you invent yourself. Who you invent is up to you.